maybe we do need to put like an episode on a vinyl. We're not at Wu Tang levels that we can sell it for a million, but you know, we're at least. Um, just gonna do some quick maths. Just doing, just doing the maths. Just doing the maths. And it is eight tons of seagull. Tasty, tasty seagull. What does seagull taste like? Sure. All right. Well, well, you're doing maths. I'll do some uh, googling on that. We're at least zero point zero one percent of the blue tank clan. I think. Interesting. What do you reckon? I mean, what we need we need a pharma an unethical pharmaceutical owner to be a big fan of ours. That's that's where the real money comes from, right? This is true. Yeah, someone who's yeah. jacking up the price of insulin somewhere. Classic banter. Um, uh, to answer that, uh, Google answers the seagull question as fishy chicken. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. So, welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris, and me, Graham Jones, who is frantically checking. He is recording. He is. Yay! So, this is the podcast that is recording and is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. And this week, we are figuring out our top three films we still convince ourselves could happen. So, that is films that have either been announced or promised that deep down we kind of i think people have just decided they aren't going to come out but we are still convincing ourselves it could happen there's faith we like, have faith like george michael and fred durst we have faith you gotta have faith faith the faith the faith oh, crack and sub to be fair i really like the lip biscuit version i'm not gonna lie the lip biscuit version is fantastic it's fucking brilliant. And the only issue with Faith, as a man currently putting together a number of wedding playlists, is it's one of those annoying songs that has like a 15 second shit bit at the beginning. Because the beginning of Faith mm. will make, I would say, 80% of the people our age think it's all American rejects. Interesting. Yeah. So if, if anyone's listening to this who is of... Uh, Early thirty, early to mid to late thirties. Pause. Go listen to Faith, and you will think it is all American rejects. It's just like choir, like church noises. Right. Okay. I believe a church doors is. Uh, I think it, I believe the official term is an organ. <laughs> right. Okay. No, that not makes just more sense. church. The, not you just know, someone muttering about Jesus and, and yeah, Mary. the ch the church noise piano. <laughs> yes, and not just like George Michael, but also like a number of. Welsh rugby fans who are still convinced that Wales are going to win the World Rugby World Cup, which is ongoing now. See, we crowbarred it in. This mm. is my "It's Not Coming Home" episode. I, I'm confused, Ian. You're confused? Yeah, because you're talking about yourself as a Welsh rugby fan when I have irrefutable evidence of you wearing an England rugby shirt, and not only that, but standing with your hand on your chest for the English national anthem. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> Overruled, sustained. <laughs> uh, this is this is this is true. We could talk about that a bit because it's a yeah. movie TV podcast. People love our private lives. <laughs> um, it was my stag do this weekend. It was. 
organized by by the illustrious co-host on the other side of the zoom call <laughs> and it was great there was there was beer there was mockery there was axe throwing and there were shotguns it was great not all in the same event that would have been a lot I, if if it was all in the same i feel like i would have re- stuff would have really peaked early if that was everything at once yeah that would have been and like what thing would let you have all of that um we'd have probably had to go somewhere in like eastern europe that just oh yeah where health and safety was uh not as not as much of a hot topic a country that no longer goes by the name that you thought it did yeah like that kind of eastern europe uh country a block a block country yeah far enough east that you you know there is a, a distinct chance that putin might invade you during your study yeah yeah which is a risk we didn't have in york no <laughs> wasn't zero percent you never you never know what's going to happen you never know where putin is this this is true but we were mostly safe from... yeah although there was a cathedral much like salisbury so yeah. Or as my brother referred to it as the main church. The main church. <laughs> Imagine the size of the church noises in there. What does he think of St. Does he think St. Paul's is like the main main church? Yeah, the super main church. <laughs> the super main church. Well, what's the Vatican then? Uh, that's Jesus's house. Oh, okay. Big Daddy main church. Big Daddy main church. Yeah. Pope's bungalow. The Pope actually lives in a flat there, not a bungalow. He has, like <laughs> a, he has a little flat. At the side of the Vatican that he lives in. <laughs> a little, I like to think it's like a little studio flat with a pull-down bed. Yeah, the, the papal flat. A single like old-school calendar on the wall of Jesus in various uh, compromised positions. Or yeah. just like cleaning bikes. I imagine there's probably lots of um, lots of his uh, fellow clergyman's hard drives tucked away. Speaking of hard, oh, that's a segue I'm not proud of. No, I wouldn't be either. I don't know if it is like a conspiracy. And this is great for a fucking rugby themed episode. Um, there's a theory that there's a room in the Vatican full of all the penises they removed from statues. I'm fairly sure there must. I mean, they definitely did that because they've. Yeah. If you go to Rome and well, any parts of Italy, like all of the statues have been like knocked off, as it were. Yeah, and that that's where the fig tree comes. The fig leaf comes from was them replacing. Yeah. Athenian and Roman members. But yeah, apparently there was a room in the Vatican full of that. And I think there's also a toilet with like basically pornography on the walls. Like it's a bad hipster restaurant in Soho. <laughs> Didn't we once go to a restaurant in Nordic bar? Didn't you know someone on the, the wall? Yes, that was so fucking weird. Because it was a, it was a friend of mine who uh, used to work for like Zoo. Or... Yeah, because it was it was covered in like loaded and zoo and nuts, yeah. like things, isn't it? Um, the, whenever a photographer like needed like a normal guy, they would just go into the office and ask who's free. Right. So I was I was having a piss, looked right, and just made eye contact with a photo of a guy I knew. <laughs> it was like this is strange, and then stranger, someone then walked into the toilet of me taking a photo of a photo of a dude on the wall whilst you had. While, while, while I had my penis in my head. Fair. Which is nice. Good bar, Nordic bar, though. Oh, yeah. It's great. Is it still there? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I was in Nordic bar, it was one of those things where I never truly remember getting there or leaving. But you do remember the shot wheel. I do remember the shot wheel, which, ah, oh, great place. But yeah, where were we? What was happening? <laughs> we, we went from stag to Vatican penis rooms to yeah. my friend Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the ob- the obvious trifecta. I think um uh Pope Pope Bungalow, Pope Fat, Pope Bungalow, big churches, your brother doesn't know what a cathedral is. York. We have my stag in York. There we go. It was great. Yeah, and as with any stag, you pick something vaguely embarrassing for them to wear, and I was wearing an England rugby jersey, which is well done. Well played. Thank you. But also like hugely backfired. Well, it didn't because you still you were still miserable wearing it. Oh, I was I was I was miserable. My partner threatened that I couldn't come home. But <laughs> it was the stipulation was I had to celebrate every England try as if it was a try for Wales. And yeah. then there weren't any. There weren't any. No. In a twenty seven scoring <laughs> game for England, they didn't score a single try. Because no. we're back to that type of rugby now. I I'm I'm a I say drop kicks all around. Just all the touches fucking fire amount yeah but yeah it was fun i liked it there was a lot like we said a lot lot of booze white didn't look as bad on me as i thought um i did choose shots over and i quote a picture of me kissing the badge yeah there was that as soon as i realized you didn't mean the umbro sponsor tag (laughs) which i did attempt canter it was canterbury yes my bad my bad yeah, it. I, I think. I think it suited you. I mean, my my fiance did did uh, say that you look vaguely sophisticated in it. So vaguely sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's. I've been called. I've been called a lot worse. But it was. There was a lot of rugby. I managed to watch a lot of rugby in my stag, and I'm a hundred percent cool with that. Which is, is uh, uh, which is fun. Which yeah. is very very fun interspersed with weaponry so you know weaponry and a viking themed feast hall yeah that was good so much food yeah so much food i'm so happy there was so much food but it did make me realize like me and my brother were clearly raised in a certain way because everybody (laughs) else stopped eating while me and my brother when there was food in front of us (laughs) it was just like well we gotta keep the foods here we gotta we gotta keep going gotta keep going yeah it was good. I can't remember if I told you, but they like I did the initial. You had to pre-order there, hmm. and I, I sent the initial order into my email, and I said, "Do you think that's kind of enough for twelve people?" And they were like, nah. "He goes, well, it depends how hungry it is. Probably like nibbles for twelve people." And I was like, "Okay." And then I just went back and I tripled everything. <laughs> I did. I I can't remember <laughs> if you told me or if someone else did, but yes, there was. But to be fair, I think there was a moment where. Because I don't remember an awful lot of the latter part of that evening because of the sheer amount of shots I was made to drink. But there was a moment where I clearly remember people saying, oh, yeah, I I think I'm done. I think I'm done. And then it was just me sitting there uttering the phrase, yeah, this is a lot. Hang on, is that a pie? Is there pie down (laughs) And just getting people to pass pie up to the top of the table. Yeah. I also will say that you know that there's enough food if no one stops for like a kebab or something on the way home at one o'clock in the morning. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Like like I did the second night. Exactly. Very good kebab, to be fair. Uh, I went into um, the dystopian hell of um, fast food bingo calling at um, McDonald's. Nice. Which had not one but two bouncers. One of whom looked like uh, it looked like he in the daytime probably did like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow impersonations, and maybe bought a high vis jacket on eBay so he could do McDonald's security at night. Nice. My my favorite bouncer moment 
I, don't, I must have mentioned this on the podcast because, like we said, this is the first time we've probably had a new story to talk about on the podcast. This is true, for a while. yeah. But I mean, I we remember... jumped on it very quickly because got home yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> the um, the good yarn in Uxbridge. Yeah, um, which still I believe smells like sick just outside the window for the kitchen. Yeah, like leather yeah. cleaner over vomit. Yeah, there was a bouncer there who had the body proportions of uh, the Cooper Troopers from the Super Mario Brothers movie, the <laughs> the the nineties Super Mario yeah. Brothers movie, and he punched this guy who was the spitting image of nineteen eighties John Travolta, and it was just one of the most surreal moments of my life. Amazing! Like, I actually got I got kicked out of the McDonald's. Uh, do you know why? For what? trying to eat my burger, because and I quote, "You can't do that. Eat that in here, sir." <laughs> Did they think you'd come in with another McDonald's's food? No, it's because I'd like picked my food up and then I was waiting with the yeah. guys that hadn't got their food yet. And I was like, well, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat the burger whilst I'm waiting. And like he was like, your, your name is, your, your name is not on the list, man. Yeah. So I ended up going to stand with Lawson outside and eat, eat food with him and said, that's when I learned he was a baker. Anyway, that nice. means nothing to no one. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, and there's well, also, a few people, actually. There's also a great moment of your war cry. Or throwing axes was sign up to our Patreon, which yes. is which is a soundbite which I will be getting a lot out of on this podcast now. Excellent. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it can probably get you can you can chat on Instagram as well. Just oh um, yeah, no good point. Yeah, no context, zero context until people have listened to this episode mm. and we have thoroughly provided ten minutes of stag context. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, Wales and rugby and and things. I think um, I think it's going to be boring and South Africa are going to win it again. I kind of think you're right, to be honest. I'd like Ireland to win it. I, I, I would very much like Ireland to win it. It would be interesting. If France win it, they've currently got like one of our old coaches coaching them. So it's like, all right, this 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 kind of counts. It's like when your cousin's successful. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's... <laughs> like again, very boringly, I think it's going to be one of the two favourites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, unfortunately, rugby as a sport is kind of like that. There, there have been nine rugby World Cups. Right. Is that all? Yeah, so the first... Because the first, it was so late to being, like, professionalised. Right, okay. So the first Rugby World Cup was 87. And yeah. since then, um, it's kind of operated like your fantasy league. There's only been four actual winners. Oh, really? Yeah, so New Zealand and South Africa have both won it three times. Australia have won it twice, and then England have won it once. Fair enough. That's it. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's a, I mean, you kind of pointed it out as well. Like there, there is such like a discrepancy between the high performing teams and the low performing teams. Yeah, it feels like it needs to be like even maybe two separate World Cups. There needs to be like a conference world cup or something well to, to tie it back into the stag when we arrived for clay pigeons shooting yeah um the island romania score was eight all eight, eight so it, it it turns out it wasn't it wasn't a tie right. like we thought it was it was like eight five okay and then when romania. we yeah and then when we finished clay pigeon shooting it was 88 <laughs> yeah but the, the, the highest, uh, the biggest win margin ever in a World Cup, uh, Australia beat Namibia once, 142 to nothing, which is 22 tries, which is a try in less than every four minutes. At least your brother would have won his bet. That was a bet that did not, yeah. I mean, 
I won a bet. I, I did actually get a rugby bet in, which is good. This is true, yeah. Um, England, uh, the England-Argentina game, getting a red and a yellow red card, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's an interesting sport, but I fuck it, I do like it. I do like it. It's a lot of fun. There's rugby on all the time for the next eight weeks. Well, not yeah. as all the time, because I know you were also surprised that there now isn't rugby on for a couple of days. There's not any rugby till Thursday. Yeah. Which is yeah, but yeah, I I I it does make sense, but it just um, yeah, I was kind of shocked because I'm used to um, football World Cups and stuff where you the beginning is like football every single day for ages, yeah. and then it gets spread out towards the end. But yeah, it fair. There's a lot of smashing people's faces in in rugby, so um, it kind of uh, kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair one, and, and again in it's so in the in the spirit of. We are recording this after Wales's first, well, Wales and England's first games. Mm. Um, I did record a past Ian, our first past Ian, I believe, of what my thoughts for the weekend of the Rugby World Cup were, which I will play now. Hey guys, past Ian here. So um, this is recorded before the Wales Fiji game. It's recorded before my stag. It's actually my birthday. This is Wednesday. And I thought, fuck it, let's leave a voice memo. So I think Wales are going to beat Fiji on Sunday. I think um, them losing their fly half is, is fucking huge, but I think we are going to win. I think Gatland will kind of coach the win out of us. I think our set piece will hopefully pull together. I think our defence will hold and I think we will win. Uh, I think Fiji will still qualify because I don't rank Australia at all, regardless of what people say about Eddie Jones. Um, and I think Wales will run the group. So I do think Wales will will win. Um, quarterfinals, I think we'll probably end up playing. Realistically, it'll be England, Argentina or Samoa, depending how shit England are. Uh, I think we could beat Samoa. Um, Argentina, to be honest, is the one that I'm most scared of there. And then we will be annihilated by whoever we meet in the semi-final. But I am confident of us leaving the group. So let's see how well this one has aged. And I was kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. Just apart from the bit where you, you slagged off England, because actually you, you, you were a fan. And you kept referring to them as we throughout the afternoon. I got evening. into character, man. I got into character. <laughs> um, I also like and to be to be fair. I also bigged up Argentina a bit. <laughs> yeah, and Argentina looked awful. Yeah, they weren't um, given that they had an, such an advantage for such a long period of time. Yeah, for like seventy, because the the red card was like first five minutes of the game, I think. Yeah, and then yeah, they did. They just couldn't do the. And to be, I I know it was hot. They couldn't drop goal for shit. Yeah, couldn't drop goal for <laughs> shit. Couldn't pass. And when they did, they just went kind of, oh, fuck. It was so, it was, it was great as an England fan that day. <laughs> I think the thing I enjoyed the most was when we were walking back at like one o'clock in the morning and uh, one person asked you what the England score was and, and someone else complimented you on your shirt. Yes. <laughs> but when we were waiting for a kebab, someone came up and went, yes. Yeah, like, oh, like, did you watch the rugby? It's like, yes. It's like, uh, what do you think of it? It's like, I think they were shit. I support Wales. <laughs> it's like, oh, but, but. Both the clothes and the accent and your entire history as a human being. Like, yes. Then turns I'm out... I'm a complicated man. I'm a complicated person with nuances. 
And then I ate my kebab and went home. Uh, kebab, which I did uh, spill down the front of uh, the shirt and then realized we're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. Yeah. It was, it was a good weekend of rugby. And yeah, I do I do think... I'm off to buy a shotgun. Oh, I am 100% going to get a shotgun. But <laughs> I, 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 one big takeaway... Was the kebab. Was the kebab. And it was a fucking massive kebab as well. Um, I don't think... Wales will be playing either England, Argentina or Samoa, like I said. And after the England, Argentina, even though it didn't go the way I thought it would, yeah. I still think Wales, like they played against Fiji, could beat either of them. Yeah, although they also did very nearly lose to Fiji. They did very nearly lose to Fiji. <laughs> England did. True. But you also lost to Georgia. Yeah, but that was a while ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, uh, Selective and, memory and, in sports is brilliant. Oh, and... and I think our first ever undrafted episode, right, ends with my five-minute voicemail or yes. voice note, uh, which of me very angrily driving back from Cardiff. Yeah, this is this is very true because I was at that Georgia game and it was awful. I've never yeah, I've yeah. never heard that many people silent before. <laughs> like they didn't even have the energy to boo. That's like the level of fuck this. It was yeah, fair. But, it's a different. It's a different different team since then. It's fine. Two of us starting fifteen yesterday uh, weren't good enough for the other coach, and now one of them is the captain, <laughs> which I think says a lot, right? It does. Yeah, it does. Should we? Um, should we maybe stop being a rugby podcast and try and veer back into something vaguely related yes. to yes? So as and movies, as with the fact that <laughs> I am convinced Wales will will win. Yeah, but realistically, we're going to get pumped in the semi-final by whichever of the actual good teams makes it through into there. Um, we thought we would we would transplant that into the world of films. Um, what's the segue from here? What films? What films did you think weren't going to happen but did? What films did I think weren't going to happen but did? Um, oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I think the the most obvious one is one that we went to uh, direct a Q&A of, uh, which was um, Terry Gilligan's Don Quixote, because that was yes. being made for forever. I, um, my choice was um, another obvious one, which we went to a director Q&A for, which was Last Night in Soho. Yes. Because yeah, he was yeah. talking about that for a very long time as yeah. well, and that never actually looked like it was going to happen. Yeah, All it took was a global pandemic. <laughs> I guess the other obvious ones are like, we. I think we spoke about on... I, we've recorded quite a lot of things recently, so I can't remember when we spoke about <laughs> it. But the um, all of the trailers, the Grindhouse trailers that have ended yes! up becoming movies, yeah. um, like Thanksgiving is coming out in November this year. I wouldn't have expected that to to have been a thing. Yeah, that's uh, well, like like we said on either last episode or possibly Patreon episodes that are going to come out over the next two months. The majority of those are now films. Yeah, bar two. Yeah, don't and um, zombie on right. the SS. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, those. To be fair, I think there'd be a strong argument to if if someone said to you not even 10 years ago, five years ago, that there's going to be a massive uh, 
live action blockbuster Barbie movie that everyone's going to love. I think you'd have probably yeah. said, no, there's not. And it's going to make a <laughs> billion dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's some good ones there that, that you know, they kind of crop up and, um, yeah, I do, I do. I do. I like an underdog. I like an unexpected, uh, unexpected success. But also like in, in the 90s, if you were to go, oh, so in uh, 20 odd years, there's gonna Marvel are going to release a film, which is the yeah. culmination of 25 films. It's going to feature all of the highest grossing actors on the planet. And it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because the response there would be, but Marvel don't own the rights to any of their characters. <laughs> How the fuck? Is- well, yeah. that's a... Um, Standalone Spider-Man movie is up there. Yeah, because true. That was that was kind of uh, in the legal doldrums for such a long time. But luckily, Sony got to make Morbius, Deadpool, and Deadpool Two. True, very true. I mean, and now Deadpool, Deadpool Three. Yeah. Well, which might not get made because the writers strike. <laughs> true. Um, but it, certainly the original Deadpool because that was all like the Ryan. Reynolds leaked footage and stuff, right? Yes. And actually, further segue, I don't I if you'd have told me that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney were gonna buy a non-league Welsh football team and make a documentary about them, I'd have also told you to stop taking crack. To be fair, depending when you asked this, my response would have been, Who is Rob McElhenney? <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I mean, there's not not to inch ourselves back towards sport, but so many people seem to be buying fucking football teams. Yeah. Or, or investing in, but acting like their owners, because that's clearly part of the agreement. Yeah, without a doubt. Like the ghost of Tom Brady. Mm, we're playing his team on Saturday. Is it Birmingham? It's Birmingham. And yeah. then JJ Watt is Burnley. Yeah. Fucking weird. JJ Watt at least seems to have a level of like, it, not to like, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, but he seems to have a, a level of interest that seems at least genuine. I can only imagine, as you say, the ghost of Tom Brady is just a purely uh, financial transaction. Yeah. If you had to have an actor by your sports team, so yeah. for you, Watford, um, who would you want it to be? Samuel Jackson. My two of my favourite things coming together. I'd be delighted. The motherfucking Watford jerseys yeah. would be exactly. Unfair. I mean, we were technically the first team that ever had like a superstar buy our club and take us to the top. Like it was just, it was just you and Delia Smith, right? Those those were the two clubs. Yeah, but we actually. <laughs> I mean, I you don't actually know did you, shit with it. I also don't know if you can equate Elton John and Delia Smith's fame. Um, I mean, deal, 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 like. You know, in Elton's credit, Delia Smith is not as good at the piano. No, she's not, yeah. But I, I don't think but... Elton John could make as good uh, a friend. So, you know. Yeah, but that's what... who's, re- <laughs> who's really the most successful? Apart <laughs> of the fact it's obviously the billion-dollar selling artist. Yeah. But, yeah. I'd, I'd like to go on that ride again. I read, we, I read the... Um, so there's a book called Rocket Man, which is about Elton John taking over when we are in Division 4, and we finished four consecutive seasons getting promoted and then finished second to Liverpool in what would have been the Premier League but was just called Division 1 back then. Um, How does that work with like... Sorry to cut you off because 
a lot of sports you follow have very convoluted histories when it comes to how you measure things. Yeah. Which is, sounds really cryptic. So just on principle of that, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> does, how does that count when you're looking? Like, So if people won the not premiership, yeah, do they count it now as winning the premiership? They don't count it as winning the premiership. They count it as uh, winning the top flight, basically. Okay. So the Premier League is a, was essentially a branding exercise that is why football is worth as much as it is now. If it wasn't right. for the Premier League and coming in 1992 and all the TV money and stuff, we wouldn't see the craziness. So that was my, the Rugby World Cup started in 87 moment. Yeah. So the, yeah, pre- yeah. the Premier League's only been a thing since 1992. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um... Interesting. See, people are learning from this half sports podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, yeah. interesting. For, for, for Scarlet's, I, I don't know. Tom Jones, surely. Michael Sheen. Yeah, fair. Like wheeling him out like every every game to give a speech at the beginning. You'd run through That's... like, you should have New Zealand, should have the hacker, and then we yeah. just have Michael Sheen coming out and talking for a bit. Michael Sheen arguing with David Tennant. Yes. There um... was, I mean, there, there was a speech he gave. I can't remember which one. I can't remember if it was to the rugby or the football team, but after listening to it, it was like, I want to run through a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yep, let's fucking go for it. I do yeah. have a also good the, speech. The way, the way you kind of came to that sound, you said wheeling him out, sounded like he's been in like a <laughs> yeah. horrific accident that no one's aware of yet. We're just trying to keep him safe. Yeah. One of I the best it. sports speeches is uh, Ray Lewis's pre- uh, 49ers Super Bowl, which I think they included at the beginning of the Madden that came out the next year. It was kind of like the preamble bit to it. But same thing, it does make you want to run through all. Apart from when he gets... I love Ray Lewis, but he always gets a bit Jesus-y. And that turns me off a bit. There's, I think an Alan Wynne-Jones one for the Lions is brick-wallable, which is what the, the term for it, I think, for me is now going to be. Yeah. Um, There was a Johnny Wilkinson one where he was at Toulon which mm. is incredible, but also he's delivering it in French. And as in, sorry, let me be clear. He is delivering it in English and French. Oh, well. So he's like alternating between the two. And uh, then... Right. Um, That's what I'm... And I'm probably uh, correctly assuming that's what public school education gets you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just in terms of rewatchability... I have no idea what he's saying, nor do I care. But I think it was Ronan O'Gara is the coach for a French club team now who are doing very, I think La Rochelle. Um, yeah. And they're doing very, very well. And there's a speech that he gives in French, but with a thick Irish accent. Oh, really? And it is, it is incredible. But again, just to hear French spoken in a thick Irish accent. Because <laughs> it's like, this isn't... This isn't the way this is supposed to sound. But anyway. There's a... Where is the... So there was a... Back in, like, 1995, um, pre-Only Ways... No, what's what's it called? It's not Only Ways Wrexham. Is it Only Ways Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. There was a a BBC documentary that followed Leighton Orient. Yeah. And it was, like ill-advised because they clearly like you didn't have i guess the protections and like the pr people and stuff 
that you do now but there's one there's just one um the the manager is called John Sitton and he he delivers this like expletive riddled speech at I think it's half time but I'll just read you because it's it's very funny what did I say to you about good players want to be good, good players, players all the time? Don't you know how profound that is if you're not examining the fucking words? Because you've had two good performances and you think, I'm fucking Bertie Big Bollocks tonight. I'll fucking play how I like. But you won't play your like, because if you play your like, I'll fucking stick the youth to you. Because if I'm going to take abuse from a bunch of cockroaches behind you, I'll take abuse by doing it my way. And that is fucking conformity, not fucking non-conformity. So you, you little cunt, when I tell you to do something, and you, you fucking big cunt, when I tell you to do something, do it. And if you come back at me, we'll have a fucking right sort out here. Alright? And you can pair up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner. Because by the time I'm finished with you, you'll, you'll fucking, fucking need it. it. You fucking hear me or not? Impressive. It's the, uh, you can bring your fucking dinner line is the, uh, it's the best part of that. Dinner. Uh, this is a fun game of uh, I forgot to clarify, but uh, it's your movie recommendation nobody asked for today. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm all right, actually. Thanks, nah, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm fine. fine. It's all right. I'm fine. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck off. So I'm going to go with um, a, a duo of films which I don't know if we've done before. And the reason I'm going with this duo of films is because I know that there is the sequel to these would have been on my list, but I am I know it's not going to happen. Um, and that duo of films is uh, Kill Bill Part 1 and 2. Ah, I see the connection. Because, because sport. Because sport, yeah. Because Kill Bill 3 is kind of the top of a lot of people's Tarantino wish lists, but we've been told that there's going to be ten movies, and we've been told that the last movie is the movie critic. Yeah, the train the the train has sailed on it. That's not the phrase. <laughs> the train has sailed. The train the train has sailed. The only reason the only reason a train would sail is if uh, something went really wrong in the Eurotunnel. <laughs> very true. Very very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got. Kill Bill Three was one of them, right? Because it was it was always the once uh, I forget her name, Black Mum, but no, not Black Mum, because that was uh, Kill Bill's. Uh, sorry, that was the bride's uh, name. Um, I'm frantically googling it in the background. We're okay. I know that I know the actress is Vivica A. Fox. Her character's daughter was always rumored to be then hunting down Beatrix Kiddo as the kind of. Rever- flipping the revenge plots like you'll be through. It's Copperhead. Graham. Copperhead. Um, I have a Grey Fox. I've got that yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, as that's never going to happen, um, and then I think the other Tarantino film everyone would see was the Vega Brothers movie, right? But that's obviously also not going to happen. Yeah, they they aged out of that, right? Yeah, yeah. They could maybe do like interesting if he went down the route of like a like an animated thing. Because like in Kill Bill One, you have that really cool mm. anime sequence um, in the Oranishi origin story. But yeah, Kill Bill One and Two are great. I think I prefer Kill Bill One, but they're both very good movies. I think it's it's difficult to because of the style that they're done with, like the chapters and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't even comfortably tell you what Kill Bill One is. 
it's a, it's a movie and, sorry, uh, and I'm with you I'm with you but you you get what I mean <laughs> like I don't know where one film ends and the other one begins any like yeah. actually looking back on it I don't know where the well, line to, is to be fair that was I think it's down the side of the DVD box art is there's ah. that, the black line and then the rest of it's either oh, yellow or red anyway Lamp- you're lampooning me I lampooning it's all you, a lampoon yeah. yeah a national one where were we Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, no, but the, but I guess that's testament to the fact that Tarantino they did want to actually release it as a single movie, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Affair. Like it's not, it's it's not a slight on it at all. It just no. means that I can't. Like I, I, I assume the first one again, just because, like you said, just the whole it martial arts section of it is. Yeah, you've got a crazy eighty-eight fight, right? Which is yeah, fantastic. And then the um, second one is more of a western. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Kill Bill One and Kill Bill Two, two movies because why the fuck not? I can nice. do it. It's my podcast, what's well, our podcast? It's your podcast too, not just my podcast. But <laughs> I'm going to do two. No one can stop me, apart from maybe you. But you're not going to because you respect me. No, the most we have done is sixty nine is a single choice. You're good. All right, the most we've done. <laughs> we've done so much more than that. Um, <laughs> so if. Uh, if you aren't interested in watching uh, two films that did have a promised third, but or if you aren't interested in watching a film which would have been suitable for this episode had we done it as our first ever episode. Yeah. What other film do you think people should watch? Um, I think that they should move away from a double feature into a standalone... It's Midsummer in. It's... It's midsummer again. Yeah, it's midsummer. It's uh, it's. I need to watch. I, it's. I'm. I'm in a bit of a midsummer lull, mostly because I still haven't watched. A, I still haven't watched a movie since my uh, my since my son was born. But that's going to change on Thursday because the first movie I'm going to watch <laughs> it's going to be, be the, the room. room. <laughs> uh, I like uh, it. I like it a lot. Yeah, we need to get some spoons to to lob at people. We do. We do. But yeah. We've said it. We've said, what? What else is there left to say about Midsummer? It's fantastic. It's amazing. Go watch it. Nice. And and on that note, it is time to talk about our top three films we still convince ourselves could happen. Mm. And the first choice, it's yours, is mine. So, I I have I had a long short list of this, and I'm still doubting what my th- I messaged a lot of people. <laughs> And you have a long short list? Um, yes. Are you sure it's not just a long list? Uh, it's, it is the, the long list would have been the pre-whittled. My post-whittled list was still long. So your your short, your long list was, was a stick and you've whittled it into a nice little wooden spoon of a short list. But it's a long wooden spoon. Yeah, but the, if anything, this whole podcast is whittling down medium lists to short lists to shorter lists. Mm, yeah, that's the that's the list hierarchy concept that we've been we've been it's, subtly it's, pushing from the beginning. It's true, it's like a reverse pyramid scheme or something. An inverted triangle. Exactly. Exactly. Whistling. Whistling. I like to whistle. You, I think you need to own a log cabin to legally whittle. I've got a shed. That could count. Which, which was once logs. You'll need a rural lawyer. A rural lawyer. A rural lawyer who can tell you whether a shed counts as a log. Oh, okay. To, right. To, in you. in which you can whittle. I thought you just meant 
you, like you need a liar who lives in the woods. Anyway, my first choice, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, pick one I definitely know I want to talk about because I'm not going to lie, Graham, there is a chance that one of these gets changed on the fly. Okay. So, my first choice is a film that was announced back in the long, long ago of 2020. So this was originally a film that was supposed to come out in two months. Okay. So this was supposed to come out Christmas 2023. From November 2021, it was removed indefinitely from release schedules. Yeah. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, as, as recently as the Star Wars Celebration Europe... Uh, this year, said that Star Wars Rogue Squadron is still a project that is continued to be discussed. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't even realize it had been. Yeah, so it was. So um, it was originally going to be Patty Jenkins. So um, brilliant director uh, did Wonder Woman, a number of other films, but yeah, everything was basically that this was going to be Top Gun meets Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, and it it wasn't it wasn't apparently going to be an adaptation of the video games, right? Which is kind of a shame because I loved those fucking games. Mm. They were they were very very fun, um, and they haven't quite managed to I think do that again. There there was a game that came out recently which was like Star Wars Squadrons, which I think lent a bit more into it not being as arcadey and a bit more realistic for a Star Wars game, which feels like an oxymoron to say, but you get what I mean. Yeah. But then I think also like the Battlefront games got mm. the, the, the Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. But I would I would have just especially now we are living in a post Maverick world. It would have worked. I think yeah. it really would have worked. Where Star Wars has been successful recently is where there has been like another driving force that superseded the Star Wars in it. So by that I mean season one of The Mandalorian was a western that was set in the Star Wars world. Yeah. And Rogue One even was like a spy thriller that was set in the Star Wars world. And I think having that with just fighter planes and space dogfights and shit like that would have been fucking amazing. And I don't understand why it wouldn't get made. I mean, the reason it would get made is they lost a shitload of money on a load of films. But we don't need that. What is going to... Like, there must have they must have been so happy when Maverick made as much money as it did. Yeah. I think it's... The, the, the problem is, isn't it, is that Disney have... Obviously, I mean, they've made a lot of money from their investments. But it's... With Marvel and Star Wars, they've definitely got to a point where they've realised they're pumping out too much stuff and it's you're getting you know you spoke earlier about the 25 films leading up to a very good kind of mm. uh finishing point for, for endgame and then ever since there's been a few good ones but like marvel's not hit the sort of phase one to four glories that it, that it has previously no. right no i mean g g g the the be guardians of the galaxy 3 was very good but yeah, that didn't feel so much as a, what, fucking Act 2 or whatever, the f Saga 2 film, as yeah. it did, like, 
the final cut, you know, it, it felt a bit more self-contained than the wider implications of it. Everything that has actively tied into the new shit they're doing hasn't really been that good. No, because, like, I suppose, yeah, like, Spider-Man was pretty good, but it wasn't, other than the fact that it was, like, post-lip or whatever. Like, it, was, it was nostalgia porn. Yeah. Like, n- n- No Way Home, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but it, it was it was emotional blackmail as a film. Yeah, I think so. And I think it lent yeah, it properly it was it was Spider Man fan service, wasn't it? Mm. And very little else. I still haven't this is the worst thing. I still haven't seen the new Spider Verse movie, which is Neither have I. I just didn't have the criminal. fucking time. Yeah. Um I really need to watch that. Considering I saw the first one at the cinema four times. Damn you. Damn you, fatherhood. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I I, I I, still, I think this film lends itself to what would have made the Star Wars films, like the new Star Wars stuff, quite successful. Because it yeah. was going to be like a self-contained... I think the idea is it would start like a series, but it would be referential, but a self-contained thing. I think was the original, at least my understanding of what the idea of was it. My idea of it was. And again, for like, this this for me is like purely, this is, we'll, we'll, we'll use this as the term, this is a Wales winning the World Cup shot hit. <laughs> like, yeah. realistically, again, I, I don't think they're, Star Wars seems to have found its success on TV now. I, I, I know there's talk of like fucking Taika was tied to one new franchise and Rian Johnson. Let's fuck it. Let's see what's coming up. Have an article which was last updated in June of kind of uh, every upcoming movie with a release date. So yeah. Ray Skywalker's new Jedi Order movie, uh, which I think is tied to, I think Stephen Knight is involved in that. Dave Filoni's Mandalorian movie, so I think that's going to kind of tie all of that stuff together. Uh, yeah. James Mangold's doing like a Dawn of the Jedi movie. Ryan Johnson was tied to a Star Wars trilogy. Taika was tied to a Star Wars movie. And then just a ton of Mandalorian Season 4 and or Season 2, Season 3 of The Bad Batch, The Acolyte, I'm not 100% sure what that is, Skeleton Crew, which I think is a cartoon. Um, and then you have the ongoing Ahsoka series as well. So there's still like so much on the fucking agenda for it. But none of that sounds as interesting to me as Top Gun Star Wars. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good point. I to, honestly I didn't even realise they'd uh they'd canned it. Um but yeah, as I say, I know that they're doing lots of calls here and there, so yeah, it, it it's it it has been shelved, but there it feels like they're still kind of hanging it over us. But I just there's hope. Yeah, there's there's it's the hope that gets you, Graham. It it's is the hope that gets you that and the space lasers. So many space lasers. It would be if if we're like taking it full on. Um, this is going to be like Star Wars Top Gun. Who's <laughs> where is it going to be like? The bad guys are just a planet in the like eastern solar system or something. They never say the word empire. <laughs> it's it's strongly insinuated it's the empire. Yeah. 
but it they don't mention empire. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna follow the mold entirely. Uh, we'll get an old fighter out of retirement to come and co- coach a load of rookies. Yeah, there'll be bombs, spaceship. Someone will be shot down. There'll be a banging eighty soundtrack. Play into the boys. Fuck yeah! Actually, you know who who would be very good for a film like that? Ironically, is Gunship. Yeah. Like the gunship, like synthwave music for a X-wing bombing run, even though it is actually the Y wings that carry the bombs. <laughs> but you get what I mean. YouTube <laughs> she already said yes, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I but also like the worst part of that is I know I said it as a joke, but I annoyed myself. I got it wrong, so <laughs> passive aggressively corrected myself. Yeah, I mean, may I think that's that's for the therapist couch, not for uh, not for the podcast. <laughs> I was looking at a few different kind of um, options here. A lot of the ones, as I mentioned at the top, like were things that it's hard to make the case for because they're just not going to happen. Like with the um, with the Vega Brothers movie and with um, Kill Bill Three, who which are kind of if this was more of like you know films we'd love to happen, um, you know, yes, kind of uh, would be there, but. There, you have to guess. You take a step back where there's this, you know, the faint possibility that that this could um could manifest. So I was looking at looking around at a few different ones and landed on a video game movie that was originally touted back in 2011. Interesting. It got me thinking because obviously for a very very long time, video game movies have been pretty much trash with the odd one that was like a bit better than average i think more and more they're getting into the like there's been like the sonic movies have been very well yeah. received um i haven't seen it but um and it's got some mixed reviews but i think the mario movie is meant to be quite good the the best one i've seen i didn't realize was based on a video game <laughs> what was is, that um, the werewolves within yeah i thought you were gonna it's say that fucking incredible but yeah, yeah. I no idea it was based on a video game so I don't, I don't think it truly counts. <laughs> but yeah, I and I feel because like the off the the success of Mario, they're now gonna like Nintendo basically signed up to do a whole host of movies, right? I think they're gonna do a Legend of Zelda one and and things. Anyway, so I think that that gives this a bit of a boost in the sense that like the video game movies, you know, they're not as trash as they used to be, and. I think to make this movie happen, you need it can't be a half-assed attempt because you've got it's Bioshock. The movie's Bioshock, <laughs> and but the you couldn't you couldn't do Bioshock on the cheap because of the atmospherics, because of the set pieces, because of the visual effects that you'd need to kind of employ, right? Because um, it's just, uh, I mean, the game. I, I actually like Bioshock Infinite more, but I think you'd have to start with the first one because obviously I think that's what they were planning to do. But um fuck, what's the what's the underwater town called again? Rapture. 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 Yeah. Rapture. Rapture. Yeah, but Rapture is just like it's such a insanely cool, immersive environment. Plus you've got all of the cool, like the big daddies and the little sisters, and you've got the genetically modifying yourself by ramming a needle in um which is probably oh i mean if this comes out some 
Alex Jones is going to say that Bioshock kind of predicted COVID or something, isn't it? It's pro. It's pro. It's pro vaccine. Pro vaccine. Propaganda, mate. Yeah, I just think there's 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 so much stuff there, and then it just has like some really kind of interesting, deep underlying storylines and all of the kind of timey wimey shit. Maybe um, they should get Christopher Nolan's director. I don't think he's ever been there. Uh, been associated but um I, he's, I don't think he's ever been there it's like graham the un- rapture doesn't exist what it's, it's a fictional place oh the other it's, i had in my notes as well one of the other um more successful recent uh video game movies was detective pikachu as well that was great to be fair yeah i i enjoyed i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would have but it, it was good yeah so some things that mean that this is more likely a that you've got the um the kind of there's a marketability of video game movies that maybe there wasn't back in 2011 there is also the fact that in 2014 sony who have got the rights to it registered the domains i think bioshockfilm.net and .com so there's at least you know there was clearly yeah bioshock-film.com dot net and then bioshock.net there's also been some interesting actors that have been associated so woody harrelson with the role of um bill mcdonough interesting there was weirdly it information has about the movie came out through the wikileaks stuff because apparently they obviously uh must have hacked sony and this was one of the I guess less important uh, WikiLeaks things that. Um, landed, oh uh, um, no, was that was that um, the Sony hack? Uh, possibly, yeah. It just is. Yeah. Expe- in twenty fifteen, emails exposed by WikiLeaks. Yeah, but they that Sony were acquiring the rights for a Bioshock film, and then apparently, um, thanks Snowden. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling was associated. That that yeah. that's the Shit, first. Cheers, Ed. That's the first name that that came to mind for me. Like that seems like a very. Or um yeah, someone who makes makes uh weirder choices like Daniel Radcliffe or um uh yeah John Boega could be really good for something like that yeah yeah I could see it yeah um, not that you it. have because it came out within the last year but um they cloned Tyrone is really fucking good interesting okay. it's basically a Black Mirror episode yeah it's fucking amazing um yeah and then they also suggested that um because of the success of Deadpool, because they wanted to make Bioshock a an R-rated movie as well, that that would kind of help with the with a release there. So yeah, I think there's there's some there's some positives. There is, as of February last year, there has been an announcement that the film is in development, but they say in development apparently through reading upon these things doesn't actually mean that anything's being filmed or anything it's kind of like it's on a studio's book and they're looking at it but um, apparently it's gonna if it does happen it will be a netflix exclusive i would be very interested to i would argue i don't know how to finish the sentence i don't know if i'm arguing for it or if i want it but (laughs) I could see it being a very, very good mini series. Yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, like a HBO, yeah, um, mini series, and then you could do, you could do Bioshock. You could forget Bioshock to ever existed, and then you could do Bioshock Infinite as the second season. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's a good one. I, I this weirdly this popped up on a random YouTube video I was watching earlier. Yeah. Of, do you know what? Uh, like did kind of derail the Bioshock movie at one point. No. The studio's focus on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> really? Yeah. So um, I think Gore Verbinski and Bruckheimer tried to get a version of it going. Right. And it looked like the studio was just interested in pirates. Fair enough. But, no, I like it. I think, yeah, I, I do think Bioshock would be an incredible film. And like you said, it just feels... I think it's also getting... An issue with Bioshock, I think, when it originally was being floated, was it would be really fucking expensive. Yeah. And I think now there are ways to do it cheaper without losing the quality of it. Yeah, we just get Andy Serkis to do everything. Everything. He will be Rapture. He will be the water. He'll be the big daddies. You're the, you're the only big daddy that we need. Yes. Cool. So, to draw an interesting parallel from yes. your last choice through to mine, mm. once upon a time, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson tried to make a Halo movie. Yes. So he was the producer on it, um, and they designed a lot. of. They ended up with a fully functional warthog-like jeep from it, a load of... I think they sent something like $17 million on a film that never got made. And when it all went to hell, Peter Jackson went to the director, who was a new uh, director out of South Africa called Neil Blomkamp, and said, hey, this experience is so shit for you, I want to finance any film you want to make. And Neil Blomkamp then went on to make District 9. So District 9 came from (laughs) the deterioration of a promised film, (laughs) which I always find fascinating. Um, So Peter Jackson just basically just funded it as an apology that Halo didn't get made. So Neil Blomkamp made... uh, adapted a short film he made called Alive in Johannesburg into mm. 2009's District 9. And District 9 is fucking incredible. Very, very, very good film. I, I think it's one of my favourite sci-fi films. It's up there with, I think, one of the best like debut films as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Neil Blomkamp has made film since so he made weirdly we talked about this while uh not speeding home <laughs> in in the car on the way back from from york so like, he made yeah. he made elysium which is good but it's the problem with the immediate ones afterwards they were all like strong sci-fi things that could correctly be described as well it's not district nine yeah which like is never <laughs> never never great so but saying that, I thought Chappie was very, very good. Oh no, I loved it, but it was critically fucking smashed, which, yeah. which I don't get because I thought it was really fun. I, I I don't understand it either. Yeah, but also it's not District Nine, <laughs> right? True. Like Elysium is more not District Nine. Chappie, I did like. He's then made was his next film demonic. He did like a load of like short films. Which I think are now on Netflix under like Oat, uh, Oat, Oat Studios, right. where there's like one of which is Charlto Copley playing God, and things like that, and it's all very strange. So he made a load of like short films. He was speaking of films that would have been on this list, but they are definitely not happening. He was tied to uh, an Alien sequel for a very long time, like okay. like like a pure Alien film. Yeah. Um, and then I think Prometheus and stuff like that started happening. 
he then came back with a horror film called Demonic, which was done over lockdown, which was okay. And then he's done the Gran Turismo movie, which is out now, which is a biopic I didn't really need. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I, I assumed it was just like a... Uh, which was, a, I really weirdly enjoyed, but like the, the Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie, I just assumed it was kind of oh. like that. I didn't realise it was this whole like... Uh, Biopic thing. Weirdly, I forgot that existed, but also same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I saw that with Aaron Paul. I mean, it wasn't just me and him. He was at the cinema when I watched it for a Q and A thing. Nice. But yeah, how many questions were about Breaking Bad? Someone asked him to say "science bitch," and he did. Nice. I like. I've got a lot of time for Aaron Paul. He seems like legitimately quite a nice dude. Yeah. But yeah, it's been like since District Nine came out. There have been rumours and regular comments and interviews about District 10, which would pick up, well, obviously after District 9, because that's kind of how sequels work. They kind of like, the rumours died out. The rumours came back in 2021. Neil's always talked about how much he wants to make District 10. And I think his yeah. pro producing partner or writing partner or something um, has said it as well. And it just has to, I, I really fucking want it to happen. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of like the subtitle of this episode. I just really want it to happen. Is there any um is there any kind of additional information about what his plan would be? So the idea would be that um at the end of District Nine, which I will kind of spoil, I guess, but it's also nearly 15 years old now. One of the aliens manages to get like a spe working spaceship and like the idea is he's going back to his home planet to get help. Yeah. So I think the sequel would pick up. I think they talk about is a certain distance each way. Yeah. And I think it would pick up after that where the rest of the species or, you know, some of the uh, species have turned up. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, like I, I think there's a lot of world building they did that you could kind of, you know, obviously build from. But apart from that, I don't think he's gone into a lot of detail of exactly kind of what it would look like, but there's so much. And again, like for, for, for a, for a low budget film, again, like the, the, the world they created was phenomenal. And like, it was just really, and, and the way the film was put together as well, where it was kind of like found footage, but not, and it was a documentary style for some of it, but not, and it just like seamlessly gelled together. Yeah. Like, it felt a bit like a, like a weird weekends episode. If 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 Louis Theroux had the chance to go meet uh, aliens and in, uh, in Johannesburg, um, it probably wouldn't be that far off. You know what? You're probably right. And yeah, I just I I I, I just really I just really want it to be a thing. So apparently, no filming has begun, but it has been confirmed that Terry. Tatchell, who is Blomkamp's partner and wife, will write the screenplay mm. and that Shalto Copley is attached to the project. Yeah, so there's an in-development on IMDb, but I think that was as soon as he used the phrase District 10 in an interview in like 2011. <laughs> this article I'm reading from Fortress was published on the 30th of May 2023. Mm. So that's why it is on the list. Yeah. Because it looks like it could happen. But also, you will probably find exactly the same interviews from, like, 
very similar articles from 2015 saying, oh, it's definitely the next film he's going to make. Yeah. And then back in 2000, like you have, and set similar with um, uh, Bioshock. Like there are waves of these articles that come out every couple of years saying it's definitely happening. And yeah. Then, and then suddenly it's, well, like Rogue Squadron for you, very quietly shelved. <laughs> Yeah, very very quietly. But there's yeah, there's just so much there, and like I said, District Nine. I I love District Nine. And mm. It's got to, it's surely it's got to happen. Like he's due uh, because his first couple of films were very stylistically the same. It feels like he's due a like return to his roots, right? Yeah, quite quite literally being set in South Africa. Exactly, exactly. And also, I love Sholto Copley, and I want to see him in more stuff. I don't think I've seen him in anything other than District 9. Uh, so if you had... To, oh, and Ch- he was the... Ch- technically, he was Chappie. Oh, okay, yeah, fair. Te- technically. Um, he was in a film called Free Fire, which was a Ben Wheatley action movie. Okay. Um, which is really good. He was in the remake of Old Boy, which was not very good. He was in uh, Elysium. He was in a horror movie called Open Grave, which I stumbled across on like an Amazon random Amazon Prime recommendation, and it's right. it's great. But I've never heard anyone else talk about it, so I might be the only one who's ever watched it. Interesting. And he was in uh, when they tried to make the A Team a thing again. Yeah, which so, weirdly was um, a year after District Nine. <laughs> yeah, so it's him. Bradley Cooper, Liam Neeson, and uh, Rampage Jackson, the uh, MMA guy. Oh, the MMA guy. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Completely normal. But yes, District 10, I I really want it to be a thing. So I'm going to try to will it into existence. Yeah, do you think this is... um... Oh, he's also in season two of Russian Doll, which I've not watched yet. Um, Oh, neither have I, actually. The first season is very good. Um... Yeah, this whole um, whole episode does feel like uh, us just hoping that our, <laughs> uh, our powers of manifestation are going to uh, going to actually work. Again. Oh, we could try this. Well, if I win the lottery, Graham, <laughs> I will make sure that I give some money to to I don't know a charity that has been set up to make sure that District Ten becomes a reality. <laughs> I too will do that when I win the lottery. Yeah, on. and before people out of context use that, I'm not saying I want to set up an a- actual District 10 as like a horrific apartheid <laughs> thing for for alien prawns. I'm talking about the film. Yeah, I don't think you can call them alien prawns. I think prawns is the slur. Fucking prawns. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a movie that um I I it's kind of controversial because. I think I'd have preferred to see this than what actually transpired. But back before, in the late 90s and early 2000s, when Batman was trying to be reinvented and we ended up with the uh, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises trilogy, there was a lot of talk for a very long time about Frank Miller's Batman Year One being made into Hmm. a movie. And uh, with Darren Aronofsky attached as the yes. director, and, and it sounded mental. Yeah, and um, yeah, they were. It was kind of going to be, you know, Aronofsky had come off um, like high, and he'd done um, Requiem for a Dream, and kind of was like the indie darling at the time. 
and there was a lot of talk about it being kind of like you know the most violent batman movie which i guess we kind of did get as well but like like, yeah this was kind of it felt like it was going to be we got dark batman but this felt like it was going to be darker batman but yeah it it never it never came to fruition and it's really interesting as well because like looking at some of the casting things like aronofsky wanted joaquin phoenix to play batman um interestingly one of the issues between that it didn't get made was like uh aronofsky and the studio disagreeing on um like who should who should play um batman do you do you want to know or do you know who the uh studio suggested that they wanted to have instead uh, oh fuck wait um no i think i remember who they want as robin okay uh, was it army hammer no no. Okay. Ready, Prince Junior. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because uh, apparently they thought his success in I know what you did last summer and she's all that would convince that crucial demographic of uh, of the youth to uh, take Batman seriously again. <laughs> the youth. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's obviously like I'm not trying to trash the Dark Knight trilogy. It's very good, but. I feel like it was um I feel like it would have been would have been a great take on things. He has since kind of said that he he's compared his like year one to what Joker ended up being. Yeah. And saying that it was kind of like he kind of pitched his movie about fifteen years too early. Could I see it happening now? I'm kind of on the fence about this. I think it go it could swing one way or the other, right? So there's there's obviously the argument to say that Batman as a dark superhero movie ship has maybe sailed because we had we had the dark knight trilogy and they, they kind of chose that over year one and they chose that over over they chose nolan over Ar- aronofsky and there's also an argument to say okay well there's obviously a lot of kind of like dc have got uh, you know their issues right and the flashpoint stuff and everything they're clearly not in the best shape at the moment but they have had um i forget the name of the guy that's doing like the kevin feige job at dc oh, james gunn is, james, is it james gunn that's doing it yeah. okay yeah yeah okay so they've obviously got james gunn um who's kind of maybe trying to pull some strings together the other thing that makes me think maybe it could happen even though like we've got you know they've just had the batman and things like that but the best DC films of late have been these kind of like standalone kind of things, like Joker, for example. Yeah. So I think it's not inconceivable that you could say this isn't, you know, part of the wider universe, but here is a DC Batman project. Yeah. So, so basically, James. So, so, yeah. So James Gunn has explicitly said yeah. they're going to do like it's Elseworlds. Right. So Elseworlds is like the DC version of like the what if shit. Okay. So there's like I would strongly recommend searching through some of them because some of them are incredible. But like um Gotham by Gaslight was the really famous one. Yeah. Which was a, an Elseworlds comic where it's what if Batman was um set like born in Victorian times. Okay. And like that kind of so like he said that he you're going to have the DC universe and then you're going to have these Elseworld films that sit outside it. Yeah. 
Also, yeah. the answer to if Batman was born in Victorian times is probably that Martha and uh, fuck, what's his Thomas would have survived and uh, Bruce would have died of consumption before he got to an age to see his parents get shot. Oh, it's a dark comic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, I think there's 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 hope, right? And it does sound like, given the fact that Aronofsky is also still kind of talking about it. Um, all these years later in relation to like yeah. Joker and stuff like that. It feels like there's an outside shot at it. Um, I don't know. And obviously he's kind of, you know, he had good success with the whale. Yeah. And I, I also know that like a lot of, I think more Batman films, because like Batman Begins and the Batman both kind of drew more from like, they seem to start more from year two. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's uh yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Assuming this were to happen, and given that we've had a flurry of um, of Batman of of late, um, I'm just looking up the collective noun for bats. Is it a swarm? A camp. I think it's a camp of bats. A camp of bats. Oh, a colony. There's a few different ones. A co- we'll go with colony. Given that we've had, oh, or a co- someone says a cauldron of bats. Oh, I do, I do like a cauldron of bats. A colony, a cloud, or a cauldron. We'll go with a cauldron. Given we've had a cauldron of Batman of late, who do you think would be good to sit in an Aronofsky penned and directed version of Frank Miller's Year One? All right, for me, it's between two people. I'm just quickly googling their ages. Time to Google. What, okay. what what age do you think? Uh, fuck, fucking hell, he's old enough. We did not do enough research for this episode. And they are the same age. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help me at all. Um, So I'm not going to lie, Graham. As you queued that question, I saw the question coming. And I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm going to subtly Google Batman Year One fan casting to see if a more interesting choice than my immediate thought is there. And yeah. their choice is my choice. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it would end up being Aaron Johnson, wouldn't it? Ah, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Um, and then this list also had Bill Skarsgård as an option. Yeah. Um, oh, let's. How old is he? This is me he- just now. This fucking hell. This is now. Sorry. This is now just, and it's because I've just turned thirty-four as well. That's what I blame this on. <laughs> that was just an exercise in me googling people to find out they're thirty-three. <laughs> so Aaron Johnson, Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt are all younger than me, and I'm not okay finding that out this way. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, my Fuck. my left left field one to add into that is maybe Will Poulter. Well, he, he he has bulked up. He has, yeah. Yeah, I'm not... This is one of those things where I feel like we're missing a very obvious choice, right? And then there will be... Uh... Everyone will feel silly. It's that kind of choice. Yeah? Yeah. But I'm going to... Sorry, I'm just I'm just looking through. I was looking, I was looking at best uh, actors under 30. Um it's mostly the Stranger Things kids, and I'm not entirely sure Finn Wolfhard is ready to be Batman. I mean, like, to be fair, I I would take them doing a prequel to the Batman, because I think um, Robert Pattinson's really fucking good. Yeah. And I I, I do think you could kind of gel them together. But 
Yeah, like yeah, I think Aaron, but also I know Craven's coming out and it's just going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. T- tough. It's a tough one. Yeah. But regardless, I think um I'm hoping I'm hoping we get it and I'm hoping that the James Gunn um addition to the DC extended universe and the fact that I think a lot of the commercial success that DC is seeing and critical success, to be fair, has been of these kind of standalone projects rather than um, the somewhat tangled mess that they've got themselves into with um, with Flashpoint. Like, n- not not to just turn this into a dicking on DC <laughs> thing, but like... dicking on CDC does sound like its own podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The problem. DC have as well is because they're very publicly scrapping everything. Why the fuck would you pay to go watch their films? This is a very good point, right. Yeah. Like it's it's they've got like oh so we're basically going to start it from this point. Also, we've got four more films coming out between now and then. Yeah, like it it's so you have to do this cleverly, otherwise people are going to get lost. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we'll see. I I am I am I'm excited about if anyone could turn around the DC mess. It's the guy who managed to make the Suicide Squad a really interesting film. Yeah. Well, and Guardians of the Galaxy. He turned in, you know, characters which everybody forgets that nobody knew. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy especially. Yeah, and he made a really interesting film out of it. But yeah, we'll see. It also means we're going to get Batista in a role. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, Batista's Bane. Batista, I think, he keeps wanting to be Bane. I mean, we can't talk about it here because uh, this is films we still convince ourselves could happen rather than films we we hope and pray do. Um, yeah. He really, Dave Batista really wants to make a Gears of War movie. Yes. Like, he looks like a Gears of War character. James Fe- Phoenix with an F Mar- and an X? Marcus Phoenix, Marcus I think. Phoenix. Um, I love Gears of War. It's so fucking good. But it's one of those, yeah... Like I think he might have been a skin in a game. It really. I, th- I think yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my second choice. I think it's a good one. Oh, all right. Just just to finish this, um, you aren't stupid. Thanks. James Phoenix was the playable character in later games, and is the son of Marcus Phoenix, who was the main character in the first ones. Ah, well, that so, that explains why I thought it was James Phoenix. Better known as JD Phoenix. Oh, is there a, a Turk as well? I don't think so. It took me a while to get that. I was like, that's a weird fucking comment, Graham. <laughs> they obviously wouldn't have a hooch because you wouldn't go into battle with hooch. Cause no, because hooch, hooch is crazy. crazy. My final choice. And the reason I am slightly worried about this film is what we will refer to as George R.R. R. Martin syndrome. Right. So. The first this is this would be the sixth film in a franchise. The first right. film came out in 1979. Yeah. The second one came out in 1981. The next one came out in 1985. The one after that came out in 2015. <laughs> uh there is a boring. There are, you, can, you can you can fuck yourself, Graham. Uh, <laughs> a prequel is due out next year, like asterisks depending on writer strikes and things like that. Yeah. But we have been promised Mad Max the Wasteland. 
which would be the direct follow-up to Fury Road. And the problem we have is if there is the same gap between Thunderdome as there was Fury Road, the director, George Miller, is going to be 100 years old. (laughs) And I mean that literally. Yeah. So if this film comes out in 2045, it is going to be George... uh, George Miller's 100th birthday. There have been various things that apparently have caused delays, like there was like lawsuits and unpaid earnings and things like that. But yeah, I, I we can have the argument again, Graham. We've had it a weird, quite, it's come up a lot recently. It we, has, usually, yeah. we usually steer clear of Fury Road for the betterment of our relationship. But I personally think Fury Road is the best action movie ever made. Graham, on the other hand, thinks it's boring. We could not get more opposed. <laughs> we are opposite ends of the furious spectrum on this one. We are, yeah. But I, because I think it's the best action film ever made, I really want a sequel. And I also really like all of the... Mad Max 2 is one of my favourite films. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome has got a cracking Tina Turner song in it. And Mad Max 1 is a really good, like, exploitation B-movie. Like, I love these films, and I don't... I just want more, but... Do you, do you, do you reckon um, do you reckon Mel Gibson would rock up in in the last... Assuming it would be the last one? I, I some kind of cameo? I had a feeling they wanted to get him into Fury Road, but didn't. Yeah. Um, because of the whole, for want of a better word mel gibson of it all (laughs) but there's just like there's so much weird shit you could do with this kind of like world right and well i think you think it's boring and there's nothing there so again it's difficult to have this conversation well no i i i would disagree with you though i think that you're right there's a lot that could be done with the world but they don't actually focus on telling much of the story which is my issue with it so i agree that's but that's but that's also what I really... That, again, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> what I really like is that they kept it simple, which is what I think an action movie needs. And they allowed the world to evolve around the very simple plot uh, without feeling like you had to Star Wars it all and have like three layers of Wikipedia things on absolutely everything. I think there's... I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I've only got three of them at the moment that work, and say that there is a middle ground between the two. Oh no, that's fair. It's just again, I just like I find it I just find it fascinating how far apart we are. On this. <laughs> like it's um it's great. It what it's what the only thing that makes us individual. This this is true. Because this, I I, I also I also only have three working limbs. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously also do a podcast. It's 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 predominantly the child and your feelings towards Fury Road. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, there's there's definitely an element of co-parenting there. Oh yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, it's like, and even then, <laughs> he's in my life too. Um, but yeah, like I, I think there's, regardless of your feelings of Fury Road, I think there would be reasons to be excited for a follow-up anyway. And I do think now we've so it's uh, Furiosa is coming out next year. Yeah, which is a prequel, which is going to be Anya Taylor Joy. Oh. And and they haven't confirmed, you know, the whole thing where like you find out casting, but it's not confirmed. And then you kind of think, ah, you know what? That might be the twist. Yeah. So I will allow people to Google this themselves, but Chris Hemsworth is in it. Okay. And yeah, like I just, there's, 
if Furiosa is successful, obviously that shepherds the, the, the likelihood of the Wasteland, uh, which I think is a, like a temporary title, but it, it makes that more likely. But also, George Miller is a big fan, I think, of like doing... Like, I think he would make another film between them, which then pushes this even further down. And then right. suddenly it's 2045 and he's 100 years old. Yeah. Because he did the... I, I talked about this, I think, before. He did... Um, the last film he did was... Obviously, we also need the long, his long-awaited sequel to Babe 2. This is true. Babe 2, Beyond the Thunderdome. Oh, my God. I'd, uh... Yes, please. I do find, like, George, George Miller's filmography is insane. Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, The Witches of Eastwick, Babe. <laughs> just Babe Pig in the City, actually. Yeah. So just Babe 2, then the Happy Feet movies, uh, then Mad Max Fury Road, and then 3,000 Years of Logging. Ah, he wrote Babe. He wrote Babe, but directed Babe Pig in the City. Okay. But 3,000 Years of Longing is the first two-thirds of that film are incredible. Like, it, 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 if the rest of the film had been like that, there's a world where that was my favourite film of last year. Interesting. So it, it's Idris Elba plays a genie, and Tilda Swinton rubs his lamp, eh? <laughs> eh? And it's Idris Elba talking her through his life. Right. And... But the first two thirds is done like it's him narrating what's happening on screen. Yeah. And it's just like it's so interestingly done. But then it goes like super generic for the last bit of it. And it's like, oh, you've ruined this entire thing. That's like, a shame. Like literally the first. Yeah. The, the first two thirds are it's some of the it's beautiful. And then they completely tank it. I've never seen that download. It's like such severity in a film before. But Yeah. Yeah, so I think Furiosa will come out, and then there'll be probably another one I feel like he will try to do. Last updates, but again, it's what the updates have been for ages, is that it is it is in production. Yeah, I think I've learned from, from doing the research for this episode that in production means very little, other than it's kind of like it's on the books like a studio's got the rights to it and that's about it yeah yeah and then but then there's also a world where the only follow-up is the furiosa film yeah like even then like i mean a furiosa film will be great but yeah like i know tom hardy has signed up for three i think but that doesn't fucking mean anything anymore no but yeah it's 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 a world i want to go back to it's a sequel to one of my favorite films and yeah i just think it would be brilliant but i just i can't help can't get that feeling out of my head that there was such a delay last time that the director would be 100 years old yeah that's fair also talking of delays i'd just uh like to let you know that since you mentioned anya taylor joy i've been trying to come up with a mad max slash chess joke or pun and i've failed miserably something about rooks yeah bishops uh anyway Yes, Mad Max and all of that maxiness. No, I think that was Gladiator 2. You failed with chess, Graham, but you you won us back with Gladiators. (laughs) Um, Well, Gladiator 2, a fucking sequel that is actually coming out. Yes, but not. So I was going to pick... Should we do my own choice and we can kind of segue into that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, 
Um, so I was I gladiate Nick Cave's Gladiator Two was on my list. Yeah, but obviously they're not going to make Nick Cave's Gladiator Two and also Gladiator Two. So I thought that you know the likelihood of that happening was, was sort of slim to none. Did you did you read? Have you read the script? I haven't read the entirety of the script. But I, I you know the gist of it right. It's amazing. Do you want to, as someone who has read the scripts, do you want to give a, a, a flavour to those who are uninitiated um, in, in the ways of Nick Cave and the way his mind works? Okay, I am going to skip right to the end. Yep. It ends with a shot of Maximus working for the CIA in the 80s. There we go. And I think, actually... Yep. That's all we need to. That's that. That gives you a good idea of where this is going, right? The the, the, the end of Nick Cave's Gladiator Two is basically the opening credits for that Wolverine movie. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fuck. It's fucking mental. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So because because we're obviously getting the um you know a sequel that's not that I'm, I'm not going to go down that route. So I was I was scratching my head for a little while with this, and I have ended on a uh, movie which I've mentioned to you and you 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 said you don't know what it is but I think by the time I've kind of started explaining the gist of what happened you you will but it's um so a I movie th- called only the only thing I remember is you thought a band was named after it and then found out they weren't oh no 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 you're thinking of um uh, face off no conair in Conair, uh, his name is Poe, and fuck, what's the FBI agent's uh, actor called? Anyway, his surname is Larkin, and there's a band called Larkin Poe, who I assumed was named after oh. the two characters in Conair, and it's got nothing to do with it. Okay, because okay, so I then re- misremembered all of that because there is a band called Larkin Love. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I have I have combined two entirely different stories in my mind there. Uh, so yeah, so now I doubly don't know what this is about. <laughs> so there's a film that was called Larrikins. It was um, ready to come out in uh, 2018. It was a uh, animated film by DreamWorks. Oh, um, yeah. I know what this You're one there. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it resulted in Tim Minchin playing an impromptu show at a small bar in uh, New York because he was depressed that they cancelled it and wanted to get drunk and sing ballads. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Larrikins is um, it's like a Australian based. It's kind of like a road movie. Um, it's obviously a kids movie it's a musical tim minchin uh was writing directing doing all the music for it he poured four years of his life into it spent a lot of time away from his kids and then uh it turns out i think they got some new execs in at dreamworks who just decided to kill it then and there in 2017 when it was say it was due to come out in 2018 some of its characters and assets were used in a short film called Bilby, but the film in its entirety, which was, you know, most of the way to being done, I think it was in post-production when it got canned, is uh, has, has never been seen. So, yeah, I think um, there's, there's a number of reasons. One, we need more Tim Minchin things because he's great and he uh, his, the stuff that he's done 
away from his like i love his his stand-up and his music we've been to see him he's amazing mm. but actually some of the best stuff he's done has been away from that right upright we were very close to having um airplane as a reading at the wedding ah i love that song yeah yeah fun little glimpse into my wedding prep there nice <laughs> but yeah so um upright is one of the best drama shows i've watched in the past five years you've got um is they, are they doing a season three of that i hope they are i'm not sure but also i think we owe it to everyone listening to this for you to say that again slightly louder just so we've got it on record what the upright is one of the best drama shows in the last five years thank you <laughs> why is that because and i'll hold my hands up to this graham i didn't listen you oh, to what i said you you were no no you you, you recommended this to me constantly for years and i kept saying yeah no no i'll get i'll get around to it i'll get get around to it and i never (laughs) did and then i did watch it i watched it all in the space of two days i wept like a child for for a lot of it (laughs) and yeah it's fucking phenomenal tv that nobody talks about and you had been telling it from me from basically the premiere of the fucking show so yeah i I feel like (laughs) i feel like we just need to really (laughs) <laughs> double down on how good it is um but yeah, no i don't I think they that. i don't think they it feels like uh if they come up with an idea for it they'll announce it but they're not going to force anything yeah and to be fair that was kind of what they did with season two right season two i think aired like maybe three years after the first season so yeah and then um obviously matilda is fantastic the matilda musical which is using all of the stuff from his musical, as in like the the movie musical was really good. I enjoyed that. So yeah, Groundhog Day musical, fantastic. So we just need more. We need more Minchin. And yeah, we're actually, and also having kids now, missing out on like movies that I'm, I, I'm fully aware within the next sort of four or five years, my problem isn't going to be I can't stay awake to watch the movies I want to watch anymore. It's going to be the fact that my son is going to want to watch the same film over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I'd like it to be something that was written and directed by Tim Minchin and not like the fucking emoji movie. What film currently out would you be happy him doing that with? Like, that's appropriate. Um, Addington 2. Oh yeah, that's just the that's just the right answer, isn't it? <laughs> I think is probably the is yeah. probably the best answer there. Don't no further questions on that one, sir. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, it had some good um, it had some good uh, voice actors attached to it. So Hugh Jackman was going to play Red, who was a red kangaroo. Tim Minchin was starring in it as well as Andrew the Cane Toad, which I think is a fantastic name for a toad. Margot Robbie was in it. Naomi Watts was in it. Rose Byrne was in it. Jackie Weaver, who I always think of as the woman from the uh, viral... (laughs) You have no power here, Jackie Weaver. I'm assuming it's not her, unfortunately. But, you know, it had a a hell of a a cast and... Yeah, it was kind of like it was compared to like a kind of a bit of a kind of Star Warsy kind of not anything like Star Wars in terms of space wizards and stuff, but like in terms of like the journey that the characters were going on and things like this. And yeah, it was it sounds awesome. And as I say, it's got so far 
it got it got so far into production and you know it's not like um even if it needed like editing now it's not you need to do reshoots and get people in and they've aged or whatever like it's it's a it's an animated dreamworks film right it it feels like it could quite easily be picked up and and pushed out with not too much um additional effort other than the fact that clearly whoever runs dreamworks animation needs to be kicked in the head but yeah i i think um there's a slim chance given that it's so close to completion um and it's probably more on the veering on the side of i really wish this was happening but um you know you really wish release the mention cut release the mention cut yeah but also you 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 know really wish that wales would would win a major tournament um so it it fits yeah no it, it's so like this is very similar to on my my long to mid shortlist, the Batgirl movie, right? Yeah, like, it was all but like my understanding is Larrikins was all but done, basically. And yeah, yeah I, I've just never given the shit. Well, given that again to use the DC, I I don't know what DreamWorks did release, but like given that DC released Flashpoint or the Flash, but thought yeah. Batgirl was going to be too damaging, um, and it now sounds like uh, they. They would have saved more money not releasing it, and like it's just the fact that's a thing that can happen is insane. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the worst worst part of it, isn't it? Yeah. But then also, I guess you 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 see things like like the New Mutants, right? That got yes, that kind yeah. of nearly went down that route, but then it eventually got released. But then no one actually saw it. Yeah, because that was like an X Men spin off, right? That got lost in like the merger. Yeah, and reshot about eight times. Yeah, but also with like an insane talking of like really good young actors, well, like it had Maisie Williams in it. Had I was going to say, speaking, speaking of Anya Taylor Joy, <laughs> who's not thirty three. Like fuck for that. She's twenty seven, but that's okay because like I'm fine when people are obviously younger than me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of the Welsh team now. Oh, and that's another fucking thing. All of the Welsh starting fifteen against Fiji are younger than me, and wasn't okay to learn that, but. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. I'm okay with not being. I would be horrified if she was 33. To be fair, yeah, I was just like, what? It's fair, but yeah, that would, that would be some full on Paul Rudd syndrome. Oh god, yeah, it? but uh, but yeah, no, I, I've um, I've always thought about uh, watching that, but I haven't. Yeah, because I think they, because I think it didn't come out until like 2020, right? It was originally meant to come out in 2018. I think they must have shot it in like 20. 16 maybe something like that yeah it's kind of kind of crazy but um but i guess that's uh then again like they didn't give it the publicity and everything that to to make it a successful yeah yeah a successful release but um i guess it's it's things like that that are why big studios go back on you know and wouldn't necessarily do Make the decisions that they made with Batgirl and things like that. I just, I just thought of uh, so Anya Taylor Joy was in a film that if we'd done this back in like 2015 would have been yeah. on the list. Split. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a twist in that film. Yeah. That it was the film everybody wanted. Yes. In in that it was Unbreakable too. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking hell, that was that that was a hell of a reveal at the end. Like credit to him. Yeah, it was, but also like 
kind of was it in that one or was it in glass no it was in it was in that one it was it was a it was ahead of a real veal but it was kind of like a little bit ham-fisted as well a little yeah it did find out like you figured it out right oh shit we could do this but i did i yeah. did very very much enjoy it split is such a good movie but yes larrikins um tim minchin as a as a cane toad singing songs yes please so those were our choices, Graham. They were. And that means it's time for us to figure out what our official top three list is going to be. So the top three of my three. Mm. I'm Now, this is an interesting one, I think, to talk about. Because like, are you going to do this based on how much you're convincing yourself it's going to happen? How the most likely for these to actually happen... Or, yeah. if we're fitting to the Rugby World Cup analogy, the least likely that is going to happen. <laughs> so I, th- I think realistically we probably need to go down the lines of... I guess it needs to be a weighting between the two, right? How much you want it, and but also that there's a chance that it can happen. So flat out it's going to happen like wouldn't necessarily be number one because that's not really in the spirit of things because there needs to be a level of trepidation and there also needs to be a level of your want to kind of willing it on um so i think yeah it it needs to kind of fall between between the two so that probably doesn't help (laughs) cool so your your answer to that was yes (laughs) (laughs) yes and also no ah interesting uh okay so i am gonna go I'll just talk through my choices. So at number three, I'm going to go Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Because it it has been like, it has been officially shelved, but I still think there's a chance it gets off the shelf. Mm -hmm. But like, it is the one of these three, which is the most officially done. (laughs) Yeah. If you get, not in the the larrikins way, (laughs) in the sleeps with the fishes way. Yeah. Um, so I think for me that one would be three, but I do still really fucking want that film. Yeah. I I think I'm just going in the order I did them because I I think District Ten and Mad Max: The The Wasteland. I do. I both. I I really really want both of them. Um, District Ten as a follow up. It. I think it will be harder to get District Ten right than Mad Max: The Wasteland. What? Because Mad Max just has a blank slate to work with. Yeah, it's easy. It's just desert. <laughs> but no, I am. Um, there has been a lot. Uh, George Miller has shown he can revisit this world repeatedly and the film still be great. Um, District 10, we're so far removed from him doing. Well, so far removed from kind of District 9. And again, some of the films made recently may not necessarily be of the highest quality. And by that, to be fair, that's harsh because that is just I didn't like that one film I watched he did of Demonic. So I take that all back. Um, I'm going to go District 10. I do really want it, but I think Mad Max The Wasteland has a more obvious path to actually happening. Interesting. But it is it is a close a close call for me. Yeah, but then my, my main worry, like I said, with The Wasteland is that they just count Furiosa as the follow-up and they kind of move on. Yeah. So like this, yeah, it's, but I'm still, I'm still actively convincing myself it's happening. Um, but yeah, so that, that those 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 are that's my three. What about you, Graham? What about the top three of your three? Uh, third place, I'm gonna go Bioshock. Weirdly, because it's probably the most likely to happen because it's got the um, Netflix deal supposedly. Um, 
which therefore puts it less that we're convincing ourselves it's going to happen that more that it's probably going to happen so this is less in and i'm using you as the analogy here less wales winning the world cup and more uh south africa winning the world cup um it's probably going to happen and there's a chance that it might not be that great i mean the difference with south africa is south africa if we're running the analogy might not even be this time but next time yeah (laughs) wales we could do this episode every four years (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i think the other the other there is the part of me like i think because i love the world of bioshock but there's part of me that also thinks uh, maybe because i know i've said there are you know some better video game movies out there but there's definitely a lot of trash and maybe it's better that it lives as in the video game world and it doesn't kind of make it to, to the screen or like you say the ideal scenario is as they do like a mini series or something yeah second place i'm gonna go larrikins really really would like it to happen and given that it's finished pretty much it feels like there's a good chance it could but the way it was kind of unceremoniously dropped the way that um they did kind of cut bits to make a short movie and the way that tim Minchin was quite public in his sort of uh disregard and the hatred of the, the dreamworks bosses does mm. make me wonder if um if that could be an issue and i think the other problem with it is that dreamworks fully own it even though tim Minchin wrote and directed so there's not even like he could take his ip to a different studio um which i remember him talking about on a podcast um maybe mark maron i don't know if he's been on that maybe i'm making that up i did listen to him on a podcast talking about that and then first place batman year one i think it would be fantastic and i would really love to see it and the james gunn uh situation makes it feel at least like there's a there's a chance an outside chance but there's a chance but but specifically darren amaronofsky's batman yes yeah. yeah oh crap In- interesting time for the point of the podcast then so the the mm. official the podcast wrs falls top three films we still convince ourselves could happen what are we feeling mm. so i'm thinking um i would go personally district 10 then I would go Batman, and then I'd go Larrikins. Larrikins, Larrikins definitely. I, I am very interested in Darren, Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One, but I'm, I, I'm not as convinced it will happen. But also, that's the very nature of what we're trying to do today. <laughs> there, there needs to be a level of trepidation. Uh, yeah, am I deep down... I mean, also with Larrikins, to be fair. Like, d- deep down, am I trying to slowly come to terms with the fact that Larrikins will get pumped in the semi-final? Sure. Sure, but I also think we I think we could win. I think Larrikins could <laughs> get to the final and then get pumped in the final. Um, yeah. You know what? If we're going for the Welshness of this... Yeah. I think I think this is, this is good. I, I think Rogue Squadron is a bit more on, like, the... Like, the Samoa train with sales. <laughs> that sure it would be nice, wouldn't it? But deep down, 
I have a feeling if it is comes out, it is going to be like an animated TV series that is far removed from what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, and then the wasteland, like you said, I think we are a bit more South Africa territory for that. Yeah. And also you've kind of got the, the you've kind of got what you've got with, with that as well is because you've got Furiosa, you've kind of got like a Six Nations win already. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I also like that we're saying South Africa territory for Mad Max The Wasteland and District 10 <laughs> is our number one choice. This is very true, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's fair. And then like Bioshock again, like I, I am, it is going to happen at some point, isn't it? It's just what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got... Uh... A few years ago, you say Netflix have signed an exclusive deal to it. Might have been a bit more interested, but I do, I do worry that Netflix are pumping out a lot of garbage of late. Yeah, yeah. It's this race for content, right? There's just there's there's people are just put the I don't know. It feels like there's it. It could be great. Don't get me wrong. And Netflix are still doing some very good stuff, but they're also pumping out a lot of crap. Yeah. It. it well, I guess like the thing is now, like it's not. Netflix used to be like a collective noun, right? And it's not anymore. Yeah. Like I, I could see it being, if anything, more like a prime thing or uh, another service getting a hold of it. Yeah. But yes. Okay. Okay. So I think we're locked in. We are locked Great. and loaded. So the podcast that we asked for is top three films we still convince ourselves could happen. At number three, we have Larrikins. Number two, we have Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One. Number one, we have District 10. And right at the top above that, we have Wales winning this year's World Cup. <laughs> so if you agree with our choices, if you disagree with our choices, uh, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. If you message me anything about the referee in the Fiji game, I will not respond to you. Um, you can also join us on Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for, where you become a friend of the podcast and get a load of stuff and help us keep this running and just just be really nice. Agreed. Also, um, just to cut in on the, your your Patreon thing, you always used to say that it would make the podcast bigger and better. And I thought recently I was going to ask you next time you said that, well, how are we going to make it bigger and better? And, and you've genuinely never said it since. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because it can't get better than this. Hey. Uh, it gets bigger as if we make it longer, and I don't know if people want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. Nobody else for pod with the number four. Same place on Facebook. And uh, or are we calling it X yet? Or no? We, nah, fuck we, that. We'll, we'll call it Twitter. Fuck you, Elon. And uh, yes, podcastnobodyelsefor.co.uk is our website where you can find links to everything we've already mentioned and a whole host more nice. and wherever you are listening to this um please leave us a review and in your review put any future episode ideas you may have and we will make sure we do the best ones so that is another episode in the bag mm. um hopefully we've manifested something out of this whether that is good rugby or a number of these films actually being made it's going to end up being not the ones that made our top set, our top three. Pro probably the others. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, in um, the thing I'd most like it to manifest with that lottery win we were talking <laughs> about earlier. Preferably, yeah. <laughs> Is that internment camp for aliens? <laughs> uh, that would be a good, um, good indie band name. <laughs> <laughs>